welcome to a bonus episode of Fuck You Friday. Um, we've had a lot of requests and and concerns that they actually don't really know a lot about us, Case. And so <laughs> this is usually a good thing. Yeah, usually. But it's been recommended that perhaps we should share a little bit about us and and really talk about the dynamics of uh, of our relationship and why we're here. So, yeah, and, uh, and, and we did a good thing. Look, it can't just be the two of us. So we decided to bring <laughs> a third junior oh, guest, yeah, we which did. is some some sort of small batch whiskey. So. Oof. If if the chemistry is not good, we're just you know it's yeah, a neat whiskey. Like just keep this if thing it's, going. If it's a bad date, just drink. <laughs> I'm gonna drink you pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's that? Yeah, you shouldn't say that. <laughs> let's just let's just start right yeah, here. Okay, so so I guess the point of this episode is just to kind of go back and forth. There's no script. There's really no agenda other than just to kind of ask each other some questions. Um, we're we're putting on a podcast, and I guess maybe that's a good spot spot to start in. Yeah. Is what what drove you to kind of with this initiative to, to start a podcast and, and kind of where do you come from from this whole part of the thing? Uh, in terms of, of why we're here. I, I, you know, it's interesting. I think, quite frankly, and, and I, I hate to have to say this on air, but, you know, you're, you're implicitly an inspiring human. And I listen to you, even though you're a little younger, you're at least uglier, so it offsets. <laughs> but it was interesting. Here we go. Look, you know what? Uh, no bullshit. You talked about this fuck you Friday stuff, and it used to be kind of among our friends, right? Fuck you Friday. Fuck off. Don't fucking call me until 6 p.m. You know, it, well, it, you were getting you like were that. getting these texts every Friday at six a.m. Yeah, and yeah. it was, and I'd already been up for an hour, and I'm like, yeah. hey, what? Do you, yeah. Why are you guys sleeping in? And, and quite frankly, I was a little competitive, but at the same time, like, you know what? You're right. It, it is kind of a fuck you Friday, and it, it kind of matured into, you know what? It's it, that's something reasonable to share, and and it kind of flipped because you were into it, right? And then I was kind of like, you know what? I think we should share this, and you're like, I don't know, I don't know. And then I'm like, no, I, I think we should. And, and, and what kind of happened with me, it, it, nat things naturally progressed because of where I was in life. I had the opportunity. I've met some great people. Um, Nick Swinburne, the founder of Zappos, was someone who's, who's really kind of changed my life from a marketing perspective. Even this logo uh, with Ben and Sticker Farmer, shout out to you guys. This is fucking awesome. Um, I started to have resources that I'd never had before. Uh, through business and relationships. And I thought, you know what? We I'm always said, we was, I, uh, Mike and I used to always joke, God, your Rolodex is is super impressive. Yeah. <laughs> how do we figure, do something with it? If I can figure out how to monetize it, yeah. That'd be well, great. That, that was our, that's our, that's our gift in our relationship, yeah. right? Is that you always had the Rolodex, and I always had the gift of figuring out how to monetize. It's things. true. So it's we true. were like, well, shit, maybe we get together and actually do something about it. And 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 to be honest, from my perspective, I was never doing this for anything financial. It was yeah. it was for me. And again, I like to just cut you off and no, then go right, fine. go right to me, please, because uh, I, I have a counter to it, which will be more deep. But go ahead. Well, so for me, it, you know, in in business, you get so far away from the sporting competitive locker room mm. kind of talk, mm. and it brings me back to a time in my life where I never felt more confident. Feel, just the twenty, you're the twenty year old male playing yeah. college sports. Yeah. You feel like you can do anything in the world, and I yeah. never want to lose sight of that confidence level and you know we can all, all of our friends kind of joke about it is like when you're confident and you're at you're feeling it at the top of your game there is nothing that you can't get done and i do i i you know i operate at a high energy level anyways mm -hmm. but a lot of that kind of stems from that point in my life and to connect again into that into that stage of my life gives me a lot of joy and happiness so i do it a lot for that i also do it because if we have incredible people on and, and we're asking questions it, you can glean a lot from people that have had good success. And again, it's usually what we've started to see is it's not about their success. It's about when they, when they failed, Adversity. what did they do about it? 
You know, it's funny. Uh, Coach Barnett used to t- uh, used to be the the tagline for our locker room was obstacles are what you see when you lose sight of your goals. And I, it's stuff like that where you go, you know, back when you're 20, you don't give a fuck. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. You know. But as you go through life, and, and I'll tell you right now, like, oh, fuck, I'm going through some bullshit. You know that. And, and and for this, you know, why am I here with this podcast? Your energy and, and what it brings to the table and our dynamic of, of bringing awesome guests on, quite frankly, for me, it's healing. Because it does remind me that, hey, look, asshole, everybody goes through shit. Yep. Josh Jacobs, uh, running back for the, for the uh, Oakland Raiders right now, he turned to me one time. He goes, when? Everybody has their own shit. Yeah. And, and what he meant was, it doesn't, so what, great, he's first round running back, you look at him, he's getting paid, he's got shit, we all have shit, and and it's a moment like this for me that gives us pause, uh, and it's been awesome for me, it's been healing, and it's been really fun. So as we as we talk a little bit, this episode's a little bit about our dynamic, our yeah. dynamic goes back to high school, Fuck. right, you, I mean, I think it's really important to talk about who's older, you're several years older, <laughs> almost to the point where we shouldn't even be friends. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's yeah, right on the cusp. It's right on the yeah, cusp, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and... But you you were you were the old the the older guy mm-hmm. as I came into to high school and the older guy was who was doing really well in sports yeah. doing yeah. you know you, you did all right with women and I was <laughs> like you know I'm gonna well of course like anything I'm gonna have to be better yeah. and and, yeah. and by the end of my stay at Bellarmine I was clearly better you know it's interesting though let's talk about Bellarmine a little bit and our background because this is something where uh, we clash in a way but it's obviously all based on a deep friendship but let's just talk about this I mean you're you're from the east side you're from the east side of San Jose and you're you're proud of it you're proud of it but for me I'm I'm from Saratoga and and let's just be honest yeah I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth to to a certain extent. Like, we used to call yeah, you were born on third base. Yeah, I was yeah. born on third base, and and quite frankly, you might think that you know people think it might be easy uh, coming from Saratoga and and winning, but let me tell you something, from my perspective, and I have to say this, look, my father was an orthopedic surgeon. All right, I, I want to try to you know how hard it is to try to live up to someone who succeeded at the very highest level in fucking medicine. It's fucking hard, and not only that. Growing up and uh, being on third base, if you don't get to home, that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure. Right. right. And not only that, from my perspective, it's like, look, I know a lot was given to me, and I know too much was given. Too much is expected, and and I try to as much as I can. I know we joke around about me fucking around and stuff like that. We all fuck off every once in a while. But the point is, look, gay guy, I, I have a lot of grief from from Santa Clara University. I'm proud of it. You know. I'm a licensed NFL agent for now, which is great. You know what I mean? And there's certain marks that I've hit that nobody else has hit in the world. And, and I'm proud of that. But but I want to talk about uh, East Side because you weren't grown up on third base. And what the fuck happened? Did Bellarmine impact you in any way positive or did it not? Yeah, it's interesting. So I saw I was I was always pretty good at sports and my parents looked at me and I was also I was really into always being the center of a lot of things going on. So I was always in the middle of a lot of shit. So yeah. I was getting into trouble. I was playing sports. And my parents are like, geez, this kid could go down one path or another. And we were. We were not from a great neighborhood. We didn't have a lot of means. I mean, we, we could always be all right. You know, kind of your typical middle class yeah. family. And had never been around money. Mm-hmm. And my dad made a decision to send me to all boys Catholic. And it changed my life. And really what, what I did for the first time was see money everywhere. And I just said, look, I walked into this place and I was like, I don't know what everybody's doing over here, but, um, I got to figure this out. Yeah. This I, is, want, this, I want some of that. This life is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, people are driving BMWs and Mercedes yeah. and, and, and a lot of privilege. And, and, uh, anyways, it really did change my life. And, you know, I, I come from this idea of didn't, nobody expected 
um, anything from me and mm. just chip on my shoulder. Yeah. This belief that you're, you're, you know, again, and even going from Bellarmine to San Jose state where, where not a lot of people out of San Jose state become su yeah. super successful. And it really drove me and it was like, it drove you literally five minutes, by the way. Five minutes from Bellarmine. I could walk. Yeah. 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 But no, it, I mean, again, I think our backgrounds are, are uniquely different. Yeah. We, we took different paths in college, uh, you know, even in our sporting careers, which I, I love to talk about, which, you know, again, you're, you're the movie Rudy. And then I was doing the complete opposite of that, where actually people knew what my yeah, name I, was. And, you know what? And what the, the five receivers that I was behind all went to the league. I think yeah. maybe two went to yours. Yeah. Well, that's funny is that the two that were behind me went to the league. I was just, <laughs> So I don't, I don't know what that means. But. No, it's an interesting point, though, because uh, you talk about I want to talk about commonality because, look, we come from different backgrounds. But from your perspective, do you see commonality? Like, do we clearly have some form of chemistry. I, I have a deep respect for you. What What is it that is there anything that there's common, even though, I, you know, we were born in certain situations? Are there common themes that you see at all? Yeah, I think. Well, shared? one is is your intellect. I respect it. I think you you have a. Uh, you're a lot smarter than you even lead on. And, and I mean that not in a, in a, in a funny way. Um, it's just a deep intellect and you, you see a lot of things really, really intellectually where it makes me curious on what your opinion mm -hmm. is. Um, and so I really respect that. Also just being a good human. I think I, I honesty and, um, integrity or something, things that are important to me. So I think all of our groups of our mm -hmm. a group of friends yeah. has this unique bond, but ultimately it goes down to all of those things are great. A lot of people have all of those. I still hang out with people that operate at a, at a different level. So mm -hmm. if most people are happy with this, like I'm not happy until oh. all of my sincere relationships yeah. are up here. And that's, yeah. that's from my family to my friends yeah. to dating. Like I, I expect the highest levels and I refuse. Excellence. It's pursuit of excellence. Well, but, and it's also just about this energy and how we operate. And yeah. it's also too, there's just a, a little bit of fucking crazy, Yeah, you know? And it's yeah, like this, right. this, this idea that like, I, I was having this conversation with someone the other day and they were like, Oh, I don't like it when people call me crazy. I'm like, I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know what it is? Because it's just the unknown and it's the yeah. ability that you'll do anything it's the wild. I remember, I remember a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity to meet a CEO and the, the way it came about was I knew where she, she was going to be in Detroit and I knew she was going to be at a conference and she wouldn't take my calls. She wouldn't return my email. She wouldn't take a meeting with me, but I knew she was going to be at this conference. And I found out at 3 p.m. And I was on a plane at 8 p.m. And I was meeting with her by 8 a.m. that morning in Detroit. Like that's the level of crazy yeah. where like from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, like I'm, I'm willing to go this extra mile. I'm willing yeah. to use the energy that I exude in my daily life to push it because I expect more out of myself and I expect more out of the people that I associate I, I with. I understand that. And even from a business perspective and sales perspective, I believe that you have to make a mark on somebody to win. I want you to remember me. Right, um, exactly. I, you know what I tell this all the time is like, when I walk into a room, I don't walk into the room just to like be there. Right. I walk into the room because I want to, I want to make a mark on the room. Absolutely. Like, let, let me give you an example of uh, kind of things that I've done that I've been labeled as crazy in law school. There was a uh, Supreme Court Justice, Sandra O'Connor, uh, God rest her soul, she's, she's RIP, but you know, a phenomenal, a phenomenal human being. Um, and we all got to meet her. There was, there was a class that got to meet her. I was selected to be able to meet her. The whole thing was, you can shake her hand, but please don't bring out your law book and ask her to sign an autograph. And that was a very blatant rule. The dean's like, do not do this. This is not right. 
and you know me. I, I was like, hey, don't tell me I can't do something. Go yeah. like yeah, fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, here. fuck you, yeah, Friday. Actually, it's in yeah. the name. Yeah, fuck off. Because here's the thing. This is the one opportunity I get for this uh, esteemed woman to to remember me, and I'm gonna make her remember me. And and so what I did is I ha- I brought a sharpie, and it was my turn to shake her hand, and I and I gave her the pen. I said, I know I'm not supposed to ask for autograph. I lifted up my shirt. I said, will you please sign my chest? Because I was told that I wasn't able to have you sign a book. But he never told me that I couldn't sign it. She looked at me with the most odd look and started rolling laughing. We had a great conversation. Yeah. And I still, you know, at that point, we had a conversation and she remembered me. And we continued to have a little bit of a relationship in terms of having a professional dialogue. There is no other person in that fucking line that she remembered. Well, so uh, I, we have a lot of friends. We have a great group of friends, and, and a, a lot of them are uh, aggressive and being able to ask a lot yeah. of questions. You might be number one when it comes to that. <laughs> you you have an innate ability to not give a fuck. Yeah, about I don't a lot care. Of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't ca- care. Not caring, but, <laughs> but I, I, I tell people this: not not caring can be a superpower. Get in the right in yeah. the right scenario. There's yeah. there's obviously a time and a place to to care, but I think people care too much about too much shit, and a lot mm-hmm. of it is not important. Yeah, and. No. You know, like for me, I'm compartmentalizing things like some if I've had any level of success, it's because I can get off the lows quicker than most people. Yeah. And I can move on to other things really, really quickly. Now that I've actually as I've gotten older, have thought about it more and more. And 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 death is one that that really hits me hard. And then also, you know, other people's happiness because I don't have any control or either one of those. But. What, what are some of, you know, I talked a little bit about what this podcast uh, is and you talked a little bit about it too, but what, what do you want out of this? What do you want? You're, you're, you're spending time, you're spending resources. Like mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you're looking forward to as we embark on this journey? And I'll, I'll just for the, for the record, what we decided to do is do every other Friday yeah. and we've committed to a year. Yeah. That's what, that's what we decided to do yeah. with each other is just yeah. to say, look, it's time, it's energy, it's money. Yeah. We're not getting paid for this. Um, so that's the point. It's like, yeah. if you're not getting paid, you're investing your time and your resources and stuff yeah. like that. So what is, what are some of the things so that it's you're interesting. looking for? So originally I had no fucking idea what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to trans. I'm talking about our first guest. Even I, I didn't really know. I knew that we had a theme. I knew we had a concept. I knew there was great chemistry, but I, I really didn't know anything after that. Now we've had a couple guests, right? And this is what I've seen, to be honest. I, it's a platform and it's a platform to be real. And I've felt with the people we've had, and we've had some significant individuals on this podcast. Yeah, um, we have. Um, if you look at the, even some of these athletes, uh, it's it's they're at the they're at the height of their game. Some of them are just finishing, as we know. But it, what I've found is no one has really taken interest in them as a human being and uh, allowed them to deliver their stories. And I think what I like to do is is relax them and and let them talk a little bit. And then I do enjoy I enjoy delivering happiness, man. I. I do enjoy when I'm in, when I am in a room. I want people to smile. I want people to laugh. And it's not this weird thing where it's like, oh, well, it's because you're, you know, you're so depressed. You know, I hear these things. Oh, well, it's because you're probably depressed and you're uncomfortable, so you want people to laugh and you laugh. No, 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 no. I think. And going back to your point about death, and and we've also just shared, you know, a, a, a pivotal moment in our lives, losing a friend, a dear friend. We only have a small time being here. So let's be happy. Let's let's support each other. Let's let's be positive. And, and I think for whatever reason, what has happened and what has transpired in this podcast is we've delivered a couple things. We've delivered happiness, and I want to inspire people, including myself, which has happened, to get the fuck off the ground. If you're fucking, if you're having yeah. a rough day, 
get up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> up. It, uh, you know, for me, impact is a real big one. Mm. I, I like that word. Yeah. What, what type of impact can you have in, in experience is becoming a different one as well. So we yeah. experience as, as people are coming out of a pandemic and yeah. really looking for human connection and interaction. And I'll tell you the one thing that um, as we kind of talk through, like, what are some of the things that we're doing on this podcast that, that are, that I'm learning and trying to grow and evolve yeah. and get better at is really understanding questions better. Mm. How to ask questions that really open people up and get people, you know, we, we just finished a podcast and I walked out and I asked the guest like what, what their takeaway was from the experience. And he just said, I had never been asked questions like that before. Huh. And, and we're, we're still really, really new in this we're whole green. thing. Yeah, we're and green. We, we, you know, one of the things that we do that I think is really cool and important is that after this, we're going to go out and we're going to regroup and just talk through what the experience was like for us and how, what we, what art, like, I'll give you my opinion on yeah. what you did and you'll give me your opinion yeah. on how I did. Yeah. And, and we'll be really honest with each yes, other. I mean, that's will. one, that's one thing that we, you have, and nobody has any, any worry about is that <laughs> I'm going to tell you like, Hey, you, you fucking sucked. Like, like yeah. the last one, I, I was terrible. And I told you, I was like, I, I just, I wasn't there. You know, yeah, I was just, I, I had other things yeah, going on. It's okay. And so, but, but again, getting back to the question part of it, I think, when I was younger and I talked about this time in my life where, you know, this confidence level, it was almost this boisterous energy of I can do anything, but the problem with that part of my life, and I can only see it now because I'm older is you're a little bit less aware. You care a little bit less and you're not asking questions because people are asking you questions That's right. and you're just, I'm constantly answering questions. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about me. It's me, me, me. And as I've gotten older, I think one of the cool things about age and, and maturity is that I am actually interested in what the person has and going genuinely, deeper, genuinely. genuinely, but and going deeper, not just saying, Hey, what did you have for dinner last night? It was like, no, what, how did you feel about the experience you know of the you're, dinner you're, that you're you tapping went to? on someone really, really important, something really important that I think the guest feels it's, it's implicit. If you take a genuine interest in a human being, they're going to open up. It's not even going to, it doesn't even necessarily mean what words you use in the question. It's, it's body language, it's delivery, it's all the intangibles. So there's more than just asking a question. It's like when you connect with someone, you look into their eyes where you're genuinely interested in someone, that individual can fucking feel it. Feel I it. swear they yeah, can. Absolutely. Well, and that's one of the things like in our personal lives, when we're out and about and we're meeting people and we're engaging with acquaintances, friends, or just people that we don't even know, they, they can feel that, right? And that's just something I think that's, so. that's- I think so. That's an energy. That's, a, that's something that I think is really, really important because honestly, that translates- translates in so many different ways in life. It's rapport. It's natural rapport. Right. It's huge. Yeah. No, no, totally. Okay. So, so let's have some fun here okay. too. We've, yeah, talked yeah, about the, we've talked about the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about our history or some of our history. We've talked about our groups of friends and family and some of these things that, like how we got here. So sure. let's, let's have some fun. So, so let's just kick some fun questions back and forth with each other and then we can wrap on this. Yeah. This when did you lose your virginity? I was 16. It was actually on my 16th birthday. Really? Yeah, it was actually, it was funny. We, we were, uh, we played St. Francis. I'm telling you, I feel like Al Bundy, <laughs> but we, it, was in the, it was in the CCS championship. I was a sophomore playing on the varsity team. And I remember I I didn't drop the ball. It was overthrown, but I, it was, it was basically the last Bad play. throw, huh? It was, <laughs> we'll, we'll cut the tape in. But, but I dropped the ball, basically dropped the ball. I basically yeah. lost the game as a sophomore. It was, it was devastating. Tough, yeah. And this uh, senior from one of our rival high schools basically <laughs> came up to me at one of the after parties after, yeah. And, yeah. and she was like, I'm going to fuck you tonight. Oh. And I was like, oh. oh. She was hot. Jeez. Yeah. So so I did. I mean, for about 30 seconds. Yeah. And that was, yeah. That was my, yeah. Good. How, how old are you? Uh, I was 12. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I was taken advantage of. 
No, I, I was up in a, my, my father had a, uh, at a uh, retreat or something with where all doctors would go to Yosemite and brought us up. My whole family was there. And one of the other uh, physicians had a daughter and she was, uh, she was 16 and she took me out ice skating and uh, I thought that she was kind of hot. And next thing you know, we were uh, behind the ice skating rink and things just kind of happened quickly. I don't think it was 30 seconds. I think it was about 12 seconds. Okay. Okay. Good. All yeah. right. That makes me feel a little bit yeah. better. That's yeah. something I've had to see. Yeah, but I'm, I'm very experienced. So, yeah. you know, oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so another question, the yeah. most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you in your life. There's a lot, but I'll say the most un- how about the most uncomfortable, which is about the same. Hey, listen, you get it's uh, kind of a weird story. Uh, okay, uh, but I'll quicken it. So one of my friends, uh, Nikki Dallas, uh, R.I.P. Nikki Dallas, fuck, um, his grandfather died, and just real quickly, he knew that his mom knew that I played the piano, and they, it was a quick kind of thing, and they, it was the Lima uh, mortuary, mortuary, yep. and they're like, look, uh, will you play the piano for us? And our father, oh, we liked uh, Fly Me to the Moon, right? And I said, okay, uh, let me see if I can do it. I go back, I play the piano, I pick up the song, I, I call her back, we're good. She calls me back the day of the funeral. Hey, a composer has come in who plays the violin, and he, he'd like to accompany you. And I, here's the deal. I play the piano, but I'm not a pianist. This guy's a composer, right? So now I'm like, oh, fuck. We practiced a couple times. He goes, you can't really play, can you? I go, no, but I can figure it out. Good, we get it done. So now we don't get time to rehearse because you know the Lamas. They're you know they, it's one group and then another group. No, no disrespect to Lima, I love it. You know it's business, it's tough. So we're there and I go inside and he's got his flute and he's a no, well-known conductor and we it's time to be in front of like two hundred people and I sit down and he gives me the nod and I go to play the piano. Nothing is coming out. Nothing's coming out. And so he nods again. I'm like. There's nothing. I'm like, dude, come here. And now I'm sweating. This is embarrassing. I'm I'm fucking up this guy's funeral, <laughs> right. right? And he goes, it's an organ. And he goes, and he goes, he goes I go, holy fuck. Thank you. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Thank so you. then I play, and it, it's an organ is totally different instrument. So I I basically just fake a couple things, and thank God the flute was there. Yeah. But that was I would say. I mean, fucking one. up someone's funeral is pretty rough. That's, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So. Okay, so this yeah, is this is, a, yeah, this is I don't see you getting embarrassed. So this is good. Like, oh, am I supposed to? Yeah, I want to. I want to hear this one because have you ever been uncomfortable? Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, actually, it, honestly, it was a uh, I, the one time. Well, the first, it, it's kind of like you, I've probably been embarrassed a hundred times or okay, or, okay. or felt uncomfortable, but I had to give a speech, and mm-hmm. you know, we we talk about this time when you're like your confidence is super high, yeah. and you're, and I was basically had I had I think it was fifteen minutes. And do you know how bad you can be in 15 minutes when you're on a stage in front time. of a lot of people? 30 seconds is a long time. 30 seconds. And when you're in 15 minutes, and the, the problem was, and the, my takeaway from it was, I was I was always thinking, I'm a bullshitter, right? Like, I can <laughs> yeah. bullshit my way yeah. through 15 minutes. I can talk to anyone. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm I, at the time, I felt so confident. I'm like, I get on the stage. I make people laugh. I'll do this. Yeah. And I got up, and I froze. And I froze for 15 minutes, and I tried to – I just had never – I had never been that ill prepared, yeah. and and then usually if you're ill prepared, your history of figuring it oh. out starts to kick in. And I just yeah. remember the look on these people's faces, and you can only see because it's kind of dark in the in, in in the back of the room, so you can only see like the first ten rows. And I just remember like the look of like 
do I have to sit through this? Like, this is terrible. I not only am I not learning anything, like, everyone was, like, kind of, like, looking around, like, can I get yeah. the fuck out of here? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really bad. It was, it was really bad. So, but, it, but again, the takeaway be just being, like, you, when you're performing, you have to prepare, even for this. That's, that's actually one of the few th- in law, when I teach the law class, which I can't believe they let me teach, but they do, because um, I spend the whole semester saying that I shouldn't be teaching sports law. It doesn't exist, and I still don't think it exists. But what I learned is the more you prepare, if you're in a situation like that, public speaking, it's so key. Yeah, it plays, it plays the, a huge role. The first, yeah. the first three minutes, if you're nervous and it's already been memorized, you're going to get to a place of comfort. Well, we, so we, we actually, you know, in, in, in this podcast, our first one that we did, and you and I talked about this, we're like, the first 30 minutes, you know, we're, we're talking, we're engaging, but it was, the, it was the second 30 minutes where I thought we got somewhere, and it kind of clicked. And, yeah. and, then, and then looking back, we were like, man, we, we could have done a better job of maybe rehearsing or talking yeah. through it a little bit more, strategizing a bit. Yeah. But it's like anything. It's just you have to get up. You have to do it. Like, I'm a big believer. I, I used to get told this uh, – when I first got to San Jose State, and I'll never forget it, and I still to this day think it's uh, it's appropriate. And everybody was was you know talking like I did this in high school, I did that. Yeah, everybody sure. thought everybody that, had their all star cap on exactly, but and yeah. everybody was going to the league, yeah. and and yeah. I was just kind of more the more on the quiet side at this point in my in my career. And then I started to chirp a little bit as the more I started to make plays sure. and, and, yeah. and we hadn't even played a game yet. Right. Like I just started but to you get knew more in more practice. You're balling, but I knew I was, yeah, I, knew, yeah. I could tell yeah. just like, Oh, can I can tell, play with these can guys tell quickly. So in the, yeah. in the beginning I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep quiet. You know, it's yeah. kind of, kind of one of those things. And then I just started to chirp and I started to get loud and I started to go right back into what I was at my senior yeah. year, whatever. Anyways. And some guy pulls me aside and he goes, and he, he was from like East LA, just, just, I mean, he had lived a very different life than sure. me. And he pulls me aside and grabs me by, by the arm and he goes, some people talk about it and some people be about it. Yeah. He goes, don't ever forget it. And I literally can remember exactly where I was standing. I remember exactly what I was wearing, what he was wearing. I remember the look on in his eye. And it was basically like, look, it, the rest of your life, you're going to get talkers. Yeah. Like everybody can talk. Hate it. But who do, you actually have to do. Yeah. So don't talk about it, be about it. And then. I was like, well, you know what? Actually, and I remember, like, I remember listening at that point and going, all right, yeah, that makes sense. And then I remember, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do both. Yeah. I'm going to talk about yeah. it and be about it. Well, uh, quite frankly, I, I, if, if there's one lesson in life to learn, if you, have a ch- if you have a choice to make, choose both. I mean, would you rather a nice entree or a good dessert? I, I like both. Yeah. I mean, if you start looking at it that way, it's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing is, is you actually don't have to choose. You just have to do, you have to actually choose what it takes to get what you there want. You go. And so and, that's, and go for it. That's what, all right. So, so one, another question that I think sure. is, uh, is interesting that I actually don't know the answer to this. Oh, and I have great. zero oh, idea cool. of where take you a sip. would, <laughs> I have zero idea where you would go, but this is an important question for me. Meaning, I want to answer it when it's done because I've thought a lot about it. And as, really? I've, as I've gotten older, it becomes more and more important. It's one of the most important things. It may be the most important question that I want to answer. I want my older self to answer. Mm. You ready? Yeah. All right. Well, we talked. I just told you I wanted to ask better I'm, questions. I'm, I'm so. a, you're all ears. Yeah, I'm all ears. So <clears throat> it goes to legacy. Mm. This word legacy means something to me. Um, both of our fathers have passed. Yeah. Um, it was it was one of the... the uh, things that had brought you and I really close together yeah, in our right. friendship. You're right. Uh, died way too early in, in both of their lives. Yeah. Yours was much, yeah. much earlier than mine. But when you lose a parent, you start to think differently about your life. You yeah. think about their life. And yeah. 
So I, I, this idea and concept of legacy is, yeah. is super, super important to me and what legacy you want to leave yeah. this world. And so I'm curious, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot well, right okay. here, but I want to hear kind of the first things that come to your mind yeah. as, as you think through yeah. that and what, so, what's important to you. So what's important to me is, is understanding uh, the word and defining legacy. Because if you really think about it, this is just from, from my perspective, legacy, legacy by definition implies that there's something before you that is being passed on for me, for okay. me. So with that concept, for me, I look to my father and I, I sometimes I sit back and I, I miss my fucking dad. Like I miss him. Like not, not every day necessarily, but there's moments where, you know, especially when you're, you're down, like, God damn it. It's one of those moments is, where, yeah. fuck, he would have the fucking perfect thing. He answer. might piss you off about it, but right. you have the fucking answer, right. you know? And, and so for me, part of uh, defining legacy and what that means for me is reflecting on some of the words of my father that, that really rung into me. And, and this is what he used to say. Uh, there's a couple phrases he used to say and that I try to live by and continue and share with other people just like right now. This is my legacy. And it's a couple things like this. Number one, set high goals and achieve them. He would always say that. He would say that every dinner. We'd have a concept of a prayer, but that was his concept. It wasn't like, oh, thank you, this thing. It's, may we set high goals and achieve them. I like that. And, and the other thing that he said, which I didn't really understand until, until I grew into more adversity in life, he would always say, and continue the healing. And that's all he'd say. And, and, and when you think about those words, continue the healing, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But now when you, when you walk through life, man, you, you, there's anger, there's people that are mad, there's people that certain take vantage points, there's, there's haters and there's lovers. Especially right? right now. I mean, in the world that we live in today, it, there's a lot it's, of that. It's yeah. delineate, delineated, sure. right? And so for me, it's like, yeah, not only continue, what he means is, yeah, be good, deliver happiness, have, help people heal. And, and, and it's, for me, that has established, that's what I want to leave back on earth. My legacy needs to be defined as, sure, reaching goals, absolutely, but healing people, showing people that if they are hurting, it's okay. And if there's angry motherfuckers out there, go ahead, take a look at the anger, see what it is, but fucking maybe show them an alternative to looking at life. Okay. Okay. That's, that's my answer. Okay. Well, so, so for me, and that's a great answer, I think for me, it's, it's totally outside of anything that my, my immediate family has for mm. them. Mine is more how I live and how I want to be remembered. And I guess for me, it goes to the quality of relationships that I have um, and the energy that I can help bring. You fucking, to, yeah, you have implicit energy. It's, it's awesome. Like, yeah. I guess I want people to remember like how that I re impacted them in their lives and hopefully bringing this really positive energy all the time, right? Yeah. Like I've gone through a lot of different things. We've gone through trials and tribulations yeah. and a lot of really downs. I feel like I've gone to zero a couple of different times yeah. in my life and had to dust myself off and pick it up. Yeah. And I'm most proud of the times when I've gone to zero and the attitude that I've had when I went to zero. And that's uh, the de like defining moment for me because when you're winning, everybody's great. Yeah. Everybody can Everybody's cheerlead. around you, by the way. Everybody's around you. You have this energy, but it's when nobody is there is where you have to dust yourself off. And, and it's not just that. It's the moment of energy and positivity in those moments that define you. And it, so for so I, key. so I look at it like when these things happen and as I've gotten older, it's changed. But when these things happen, these, these monumental moments in your life and you know, they're fucking happening. It's a death. It's a, yeah, it's, it's something, a, it's something, something with business, your health, whatever it's business thing, or even little things where it just, it's like, it challenges you. It happened yeah. a couple of weeks ago, things that challenge me. And it just makes me like, 
it, the fire starts to burn and I'm like, this is where you compete. This is you where know, you make your difference. This is where your impact is going to be felt the greatest. That's so key. It's so key. And, and, uh, there's a, there's a player, Rod Streeter, you've met Rod. Yeah. Uh, hell of a fucking receiver. Great person. Um, and when I was going through some of my shit, uh, he's also a good friend of mine. And, and, uh, we were watching, we were at a soccer game, uh, watching the earthquakes and, uh, you know, he knew I was going through shit and he's like, you know what dog? He's like, Peaks and valleys, homie. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, see, I like the valleys. I'm like, what is going on? He's like, look. He's like, you're going through a valley right now, and you're not used to fucking going through valleys because you always fucking win all the time. And he, he literally, I'm like, whoa, what are you talking? He's like, look. He's like, you know, I've been through shit because his career has been up, was up and down. You know, he's like, it was those valleys when you know who's your friend, who's not your friend. It's those valleys when you pick yourself up and know you're going to get back on top. He's like, I fucking love the valley because I see who's real. Right. Fucking step back and recognize. And it's, it's a little bit off cuff of what you're saying, but it's still the same thing. You're saying, I love the opportunity to fucking win at that moment where there's adversity hit me in the face. For me, on that same subject, it's like seeing back. And, and like what Lewis said, it's, it's, there's two people, right? There's the people that in the context of adversity, they just fucking freeze. Right, he was talking about there's the, there's those prisoners when your first day of prison you just fucking freeze. You can freeze, or you can step back and recognize the landscape. It's like that was really powerful. That was a powerful moment for me on that podcast because like you know what he's fucking right. If you just fucking stop and go look, it's a valley. Look, this is advert. Name it, recognize it, defeat it. Period. Yeah. yeah, I know that that that's great. And I think at the end of the day that you know to kind of tie this all together for me. It goes down to the quality of relationships yeah. and what used to be what I used to think was important as I was coming out of college and transitioning into a career, I was hyper focused on my level of success was determined by my level of income. Sure. And now as I'm, I sit 41 years old and I think yeah. you're, you know, many, many years older than that, <laughs> but my perspective has changed so much yeah. and it becomes the quality of relationships that I yeah. have. And when I say legacy, that's the true treasure. That is where, you know, again, I, we talk about challenges and overcoming them and competing and, and what do you do in the face of adversity and those types yeah. of things. That's one part of it. But the quality of relationship yeah. and, you know, even just as we have engaged in this in this podcast and our quality of relationship is going to continue to improve and evolve yeah. and we're so. going to have fun with it. We're going to we're going to hear things and, and see things and and discuss things that we never have before, just like we're doing right now. Yeah. But the quality of relationships with both our, our ourselves, our, our immediate group of friends, and then continuing to add and evolve yeah. to those, to those, to that pod of people that you can have a spend time with and get to know. And, and I think that's where the impact comes from. And hopefully you bring people up, like you continue yes. to level up. And that's where I, that's where I want to be. That's where I continue to want to strive to be both in my personal relationships, whether it's it's dating or otherwise, my my friendships, whether it's acquaintances or true friends and family, and just I want people to look back and said, my life was improved because yes. I was around that person. And if I'm not operating at that level, then it gives me something to really continue to strive for because that's important. I, and I think that's what defines leadership, quite frankly. A leader, whether it's on the court, on the field, a leader, what does a coach always say? A leader always brings a level of play up, right? And that, and that, I love always because obviously, you know, we're both implicit in athletes. We we love being an athlete. We we learned a lot from sports, yeah. a lot from sports. But that's the one thing I definitely learned in the context of leadership. The real leader brings everybody up. Yeah, 
everybody yeah. out. Well, I'm looking forward to. We'll wrap it here. I think yeah. this is a good segue. We'll, we we may be able to do this uh, additional times. Yeah, just if, have if, things if, to talk if we about. continue. Yeah, yeah. If we, <laughs> if, we, if, we, if we can find some more stories yeah, in our yeah, life to, yeah, to enjoy. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to this. Uh, I'm glad we put this all together. I'm hoping people can enjoy it and get something out of it. And I'm hoping if anything, if nothing else, like the concept of fuck you Friday completely changes the idea of thank God it's Friday. Because yeah. I've talked Flip about this, like for, for me, yeah. like that idea Fuck of off. it's one day of the week, <laughs> it's an important day of the week, and it's that extra 20% yeah. to get something different out of your life that I think most people are just not um, either willing to do or understanding yeah. of what it takes yeah. to get done. So Absolutely. anyways, let's yeah. have some fun with this Sounds fucking thing and, and do it. All right, <laughs> All right dude, cheers. Later. All right, later. <laughs> Fuck you Friday. Fuck you Friday. <laughs> <laughs>